0: Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast, episode 46. I'm your host, Cindy MacMillan, and today's guest is Melissa Wright. Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. Each week, join Cindy McMillan as she interviews coaches, spiritual explorers, and celebrants from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations, because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. I am so delighted to introduce my guest to you today. Melissa Wright is a transformational coach that helps people with life transitions, stress management, and personal development. She helps clients to tap into their own wisdom, essentially guiding them to create their own solutions by focusing on a way that honors who we are at our core, we create space for us to grow into our authentic self. Melissa holds a degree in psychology and started her coaching business in 2018. Today, Melissa offers different packages for individual coaching, creates personal development YouTube videos, and runs two meetup groups. She is also in the process of writing a book on forgiveness, which is expected to be published by March of 2021. Welcome to the podcast, Melissa. I'm so excited to have
1: you. Hi, I'm excited to be here.
0: <laughs> I like to start off the podcast with my favorite question, and that is, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business?
1: Definitely. I love that question. Um, you know, I feel like right now I'm kind of I'm in the season of summer. It's starting to come. But a while back, I went through fall and winter, and I stayed in winter for quite some time. Um, it's amazing how sometimes we can get stuck in a season. <laughs> and I know being stuck in the winter had a lot to do with the fact that I was having a difficult time getting clarity, like kind of figuring out my next steps to spring. Um, so I really had to keep reminding myself to be patient as I was going through that period of time. And I've discovered through that time, we can't rush things in life, even though we may want to. Um, So we have to kind of be willing to wait for those things to move to the next chapter. So it means a lot to me looking at the seasons and understanding, you know, what they are so you can be ready or or kind of identify where you are in that season, you know, which season.
0: Yeah, I love that, uh, Melissa, about just being, you know, being where we are and knowing that it's okay and we might be there for a while before we move on to that next season. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, well, I know. I, I just think that's so important for people to really understand. So when it comes to new habits, whether it's exercise, implementing self-care, or starting a morning routine, how can we do that without adding more stress to our lives?
1: Yeah, now this is a great question because many times... Like, I've wanted to change things and found it overwhelming. It can be, especially if we want to make, like, changes to our routine. So we have so many things that we're doing. So the first thing I would say is to take baby steps. So what I mean is being careful to add too many things all at once. So I always make the example of, like, losing weight because that's kind of easier to think about. So, like, I could look at my schedule and start writing down things to incorporate some form of exercise. And it could start out being, like, once a day for 10 minutes and then increase the amount of time in a couple of weeks because we're adding it into that routine. Um, And as we keep consistent with it, we make it a part of the daily routine. So then it comes a habit. In the long run, we start getting used to doing it. And then also... Another thing I share with my clients is if they want to do this is not changing up the complete food plan, but we're starting to change foods here and there. So we're saying, okay, well, instead of fried chicken, I'm going to pick grilled chicken or I'm going to pick a vegetable instead of the fries. It's like every small step we take is momentum to move to that direction of our goals. And then also the other thing that I wanted to mention, I was thinking about this this morning, is finding our why and making sure that we're either writing that down or we're putting it somewhere so it stays in our mind um, so those times when we start to lose that momentum, when we start to go, yeah, I don't really feel like going out and working out today. We're looking at that sheet of paper and saying, okay, that's my why. What does it mean to me? What is the emotion that I associate that with? Is it that I want to be healthier for my kids? Do I want to be healthier because, you know, I want to feel more energy? What is it? And it's going to be worth it if I continue to keep doing those things. But the small baby steps is something I'm huge about with my clients is not taking it all in one big thing because a lot of times we want to make the change immediately. We're like all or nothing. I'm going to not eat any, any satinine foods, but then it becomes or we do that for a little bit and then we just start eating everything. Then we start, you know, gorging. So it's important that we do things in small steps and get us to that, that change.
0: You know, that reminds me, it was a couple of days ago that I saw someone interviewing um, their husband on Facebook, and he had just done the 75 hard challenge. I guess it's a, a, a new challenge that's out there. And there's like five different things that you have to do every day. And I was looking at that and I was thinking, oh, you know what? I might try that, but change it up a little bit for myself and kind of do what you're talking about. Instead of just having to do five things every day, you know, take those baby steps that you were just talking about, and maybe just choose one category to do every single day.
1: Yes, that's so important. That was the thing I was thinking, because I know we all want to get like the changes to happen. But if you think about it, we've been doing one set of thing the whole time. And now we got to incorporate something else. And I've had like some clients say, well, they've got like three kids, and they, you know, how they going to fit this in. So we try to make it in small things. And if you do 10 minutes of workout each day, and then you increase it, you're slowly getting yourself to that point. And it's, it may move a little bit slower than what people want. But at the same time, it will stick with us will will definitely stick with doing it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's just really good advice about the baby steps. I love it. And one of the things Melissa I wanted to ask you about is do you see self care and self love as the same thing? Or are those two different things?
1: That's great. Yes. um, I believe that they are different, but there is a link between them. That's I'm huge on self-love. That's what one of the main things that we do, because I help a lot of people coming out of divorce and they're finding themselves again. So if we look like it's self-care, that's how we take care of ourselves mentally, emotionally, and physically. It's the activities we do to keep ourselves healthy and balanced. But if we look at self-love, it's self-acceptance, meaning that, that we love ourselves and appreciate what makes us special. And we're accepting ourselves where we are and having that high regard for ourselves that we're good enough. But now we look at the part of showing ourselves self-love, but that's practicing good self-care. It's valuing ourselves enough that we will engage in good self-care for us. And many times, like, we'll put people first, which is great. We want to love people. But we have to have that respect for ourselves. And I always make sure to reference the, the saying of filling our cup first so we have enough to give to others. Because if we're not doing that for us, people will say, well, I don't have time for self-care. And I'm like, well, but if you don't do it, you end up feeling like you, I mean, you really can't help other people because you're not feeling it 100%.
0: Yeah, thanks for um, talking about that difference and then the through line between self-care and self-love, um, because that makes perfect sense to me. And while we're talking about self-care, can you talk about how it benefits us and then maybe four or five self-care strategies?
1: Definitely. Um, I feel like when we do the self-care, it is giving us that healthy balance, and I find that it helps reduce our stress, which I also work with clients like on anxiety, and in order to take away some of that anxiety, we work on like techniques or addressing some of the trauma, but the main thing is self-care, taking that time out if they start to feel stressed, or even before that, you're, you're taking time to meditate or watching a comedy show. These, these simple things we think are like, oh, you know, why does that matter, but it really does matter being able to take that time out. But I know when we think about like self-care strategies, many people are saying, okay, eating healthy, exercising, getting a great quality of sleep, and all those are great. However, self-care really goes beyond that. The ones that I really help feel keep us balanced or that are really important is being mindful that we stay in the present rather than focusing and worrying about the future. And then with my clients, working on setting boundaries so we don't overwhelm ourselves. And then creating wins, no matter how big or small that they are. And practicing healthy self-talk is huge too for me, is talking to ourselves with the dialogue and then keeping a toolbox full of like calming techniques to help us in those times of stress. So those are just a few. I know there's so many, but those are like my main things that I feel are very important to keep us going.
0: When you're talking about boundaries. Just for our listeners here, could that be just like something as simple as if someone asked you to do something and just being able to say no?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because a lot of times, you know, we want to say yes to everything and help everyone. But then when we keep saying yes, and we don't say no, we don't leave that space for us to be able to do what we need to do. We may actually forego some of our self-care or other things to be able to do something for someone else.
0: And what is your favorite self-care strategy for yourself?
1: Yes, um, positive self talk is huge um, because I notice with, I mean, throughout the day, you're thinking about negative thoughts, things kind of come in. um, But what that does is it zaps our energy and our motivation. If we keep hearing negative dialogue, it's going to make us feel bad. So being able to reframe or kind of take away those negative thoughts, be mindful of it, and then move and shift those thoughts to a more positive one. So I'll have clients say, you know, if I say, oh, I'm so lazy today because I didn't do this. I'm going to have them replace that. And we're going to say, oh, I got a lot done today. It's okay that I didn't finish everything I got. I can do that tomorrow. But it's not telling ourselves we're lazy or stupid or not beautiful because those things are not empowering us because we are with ourselves all day. So the self-talk to me is very important.
0: I knew that I wanted to talk to you about the self-care and what your favorite self-care strategy was. So I was thinking about that for myself. And for me mine is really getting enough sleep. You know, I go to bed every night at the same time and wake up the next day at the same time, even on the weekend. So I really try to keep that schedule because I know for myself, if I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm just grumpy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> when, when you talked about mindfulness, can you just talk about mindfulness and self-care a little bit?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so being mindful is, is really important because I'll reference kind of what we just talked about self-talk. Um, it's important to build our self-confidence and, and do those things. But if we're being mindful, we're staying in the moment and we're paying attention to those thoughts. So instead of being almost like on autopilot where we just keep going because we're so busy and we are, but it's taking that time to step back and go, wait a minute, where did that thought come from? Why did I think that? That's not a very, you know, that's not a thought that's going to get me through the day. Because a lot of times clients will say, man, I just, I was feeling good. And then all of a sudden I just couldn't keep going. And so we go back and some of them will journal and say, oh, wait a minute. I was thinking this or this, you know, this thought came in and I'm like, wait a second. Let's talk about that thought. Where would it come from? So it's important to be mindful and to really pay attention to be in that present moment that we talk about, because many times we don't see the value in it. But when we're in that present moment, we can pay attention and then see what could be pulling us to that side of not being motivated or feeling sad or depressed. You know, it can really pull us into depression to keep hearing ourselves talking bad about who we are.
0: Do you have most of your um, clients journal out of curiosity?
1: Most of them I try to, some say that it doesn't work for them. So that's okay. We do other things. But I think the journaling is important because we're recording some of the events that have happened or thoughts that are on our mind. So when I talk to them, we can go through that and you start to see a pattern. There's a certain pattern and then you pay attention to what that pattern is. For example, I had somebody that they were with a certain family member, and every time after they would leave, that negative self-talk would be stronger than ever. Well, they started realizing, again, that person is doing certain, saying certain things, so then we set up boundaries with that person. So when they set the boundaries, they said, hey, could you please not speak to me like this? And therefore, it kind of takes away. So you don't have to lose the relationship necessarily, but you are being mindful about, okay, I'm going to you know pay attention to this, journal about it. Okay, wait, it seems to revolve around this person or this instance in my life. So it's important.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, no, I know last year with 2020 and and folks not being able to travel and be with families, but I was going to say, I would guess that the holidays would be a lot of um, times that people would be triggered.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah, because now we're with our, our, some people would go to the house and stay the night there for days. And there's like a tolerance I always feel like we all have. We can deal with something for a little bit, but then long-term that can really wear on us especially if we're not communicating or saying something to that person, because they may not even know they're doing it, but we recognize that they're doing it.
0: Absolutely. And that's a good point that, you know, people are not mind readers. If we don't stand up in our power and ask someone not to speak to us a certain way, you're absolutely right. They may not even know that they're doing that.
1: Yes, and that's why I think self-love is important because you're loving yourself enough to say I respect myself enough to say something and it doesn't have to be rude to that person just saying hey This bothers me when you do this and you may do something to them that then it will bring up something for them that they communicate to you And then you guys can really get a better and deeper relationship because of that
0: Yeah, communication is key. That is for sure. So Melissa What have you read or listened to recently that's inspired you?
1: Yeah, I'm always researching um, and trying to find like new things for myself and my clients. So recently, I've been listening to a book, I think it's, it's an older book, but it's called Letting Go um, by David R. Hawkins. Um, So far, I'm still kind of working through it. um, But what I like is I started researching that to find other ways to let go of resentment and anger, because a lot of the focus, obviously, my book, I'm working on forgiveness. But I've noticed that it's, There's different techniques to do. Not every one thing works for someone. So working and reading that book is really helping enlighten me on, you know, what are some other ways we can let go of the pain? You know, one of the things I always tell my clients is, you know, we are not, when we forgive or we are letting go, we're not giving that person a mulligan or saying, oh, they, they, it was okay, they did it. But we're saying that I'm letting go for me to let go of the pain so I don't have to sit stuck. And feeling that anger anymore. So I'm get, starting to get to the chapter where he's talking about how we can do that. So I'm excited to keep listening to that because I want to share that and maybe even do a video on it because I love to do my, my personal development videos. <laughs>
0: and speaking of your book, you said it's going to come out in March of this year. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. And is forgiveness, is that I want to say, is that something that has been apparent in your life, you know, throughout your life for you to to, um, write on that topic? Or is this just something that just really and totally interests you?
1: Um, Yeah, it's been um, a lifelong process. Started in childhood when I had a very rough childhood with my mother. And for years, I had gone through toxic relationships and I couldn't understand what was happening. And then I realized it all stemmed from that. And then I was allowing all these things to happen. And it took me a while to kind of forgive her. And I know some of the, the wonderful people I have in my groups, they'll say to me, well, I just can't forgive. And I understand because there was a point I couldn't either. And so instead of saying forgive in the groups, when we, when we talk, we talk about just letting go, letting it go. And it's not letting them off the hook or telling them it's okay but it's letting them go. Because also what I discovered is we're always forgiving people, even ourselves. Like throughout life, like we make a mistake or we feel something shouldn't have happened. Sometimes we hold on to that. But if we keep practicing on letting things go and just it is what it is, and being able to move on and we learn from that circumstance, it's better than holding on to it because there's no point, you know, we don't live in the past anymore. And we're actually, you know, tormenting ourselves more by holding on to all that anger because the other person may not even know they did it like we talked about before or they may have known but they moved on with their lives and we're still sitting there feeling you know stress from that or even anxiety I mean I was getting severe panic attacks because things I I didn't have a voice I felt like I just didn't say something and that's when I got really into self-love and really into okay I'm gonna forgive but I have to have my voice and say something if something is not right And so loving yourself is important because you're pushing that out there. But I'm definitely doing the book to help other people because the journey took me so long that if I can shorten it for somebody else to get them to see what I wanted, should have seen, hopefully, you know, somebody would have showed me, but I actually did a lot of research to figure out how to get there. And I want to help people shorten that timeframe.
0: Melissa, when your book comes out, you'll have to send me the link to it and I'll have you back on and we'll talk, we'll have the whole um, conversation be around forgiveness
1: that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be great.
0: Yeah, because I um I think forgiveness is just so important. Because you're right. A lot of times when we don't forgive or or let go, we're the ones that are actually in the pain.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it is I what is it? Um, I know like there's a few people out there that said that it's like we're drinking poison, but expecting the other person to to get the effects of it. And it's like, it is. It's like we're drinking it, but we don't realize that we think that we're punishing them, but it's not. It's we're punishing ourselves. So as much as I can get that book out to, or even videos I do to make sure people are not doing that to themselves and and being, you know, in happiness and peace is is awesome. I would just want to be able to do that for other people.
0: Oh, that's a that's a it's a great mission. So if you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self what would you tell her about the season of life you're in right now?
1: Okay, um, so right now I feel like I'm more in the summer and feeling pretty awesome about the things coming into my life. Um, but I would tell my 18-year-old self to be patient with the seasons that come like before this time. Because when I was in that, I felt like it would last forever. It was like, okay, when am I gonna? when is it going to happen? And it would, there were just many times of feeling stressed or just depressed where I didn't want to get out of bed. And so I would tell myself to be patient. And just stay as balanced and focused on my self-care as possible so I can get to the next season because it's coming. The good things are coming. Because it it was hard for me to see that when you're going through all that. You're like, when is this going (laughs) to end all this stuff? And the winter lasted forever. But it's telling myself to be patient. I always think about going back to and talking to my, my, my past self so that way the future, you know, to see it does get better. You know, things do get better. So I would definitely tell myself that patience is huge.
0: Oh, that's, that's great. I love that. Well, I am starting something new. So you're going to be the first one on the podcast. I want to start a new segment with just four rapid fire questions. Yeah. Just the first thing that comes to your mind, you know, and just wherever you want to go with it. Okay. What's the best thing that happened to you this month?
1: Working on my meetup groups, um, growing them, and it's been amazing just meeting all the new people.
0: What's the best compliment you've ever received?
1: Um, someone told me that I was really good at helping people and that makes me feel good.
0: What makes you laugh no matter what?
1: Um, my son, I have to say. He, he is like my rock for me and he's my comedian and anytime I'm feeling sad or anything, he will. He, he just knows how to make me smile.
0: And what's your favorite dessert?
1: Um, cheesecake. <laughs> oh, that yeah, is mean, so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to start this segment just as a, you know, just a way for people to get to know the guests just a little bit better away from, you know, maybe the work topics and everything. So Melissa, can you tell everyone how to find you, your website, social media?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So if you visit my website, it's your And then you can also check out my YouTube channel, but on my website, it will link you to my YouTube channel um, where I make personal development videos. I also have two groups on Meetup and they are online. So one's called Healing Anxiety and Depression and then the other one is called Divorce Support. So they're welcome to come on there. You can join any location. We do Zoom calls. Um, And then also I want to mention that I do a 30-minute free consultation for those interested that, you know, we can make sure we're a good fit for what their goals are and what I can help them with. So just feel free to reach out, email, phone, whatever it's on my website and just reach out to me anytime
0: Melissa thank you so much for being on the podcast I really appreciate it
1: thank you I appreciate you having me on the show it's been awesome and especially to be able to talk to you about like things I'm passionate about and you are too we share a lot of that in common and that's just it's awesome I love it
0: well thank you so much Thanks for joining us this week on Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. Make sure to visit our website, cynthiamacmillan.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out as well. Until next time,
1: live inspired.